When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No brakes, no brakes, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Coming up this week, we have reaction to Monday's fixtures. It's half time in the Premiership Knockout Cup final, and it's a slender advantage to Sheffield. Well, I would have liked more, um, but we haven't got more. So uh, we, go, we go with a, a six point lead and uh, all to play for. Got more reaction from Simon Stead along with Chris Louie, Chris Holder and Emil Saifudinov on the way. Reaction too from the East of England arena after Peterborough defeated the Wolverhampton Wolves. And our main guest this week is Danny Ford, promoter of the Pool Pirates, after they topped the league heading into the playoffs in the Cab Direct Championship. We've had a bit of a seesaw battle with, um, with Oxford all season for that top spot. Um, and I think it really was, was you know, a great climax and um, it came right down to that final meeting. And later on we'll hear from Dave Howard, team manager of the Leicester Lion Cubs after Leicester once again make it through pretty much guaranteed to the grand final in the National League. Not quite 100% but, but virtually there. So uh, just fantastic performance by the guys on what was a, you know, obviously a tricky track for everybody. So all that and much more to come on British Speedway's official podcast. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along to this week's episode. Plenty to get through, but we start with some sad news. British Speedway is uh, deeply saddened to learn of the passing of former world number two Gordon Kennett at the age of 69 this week. Kennett represented numerous clubs during a highly successful 25-year career. He's best remembered for his time with Eastbourne. He made his Eagles debut in 1970, went on to have three spells with the Sussex side, racing for them in a total of 13 seasons, becoming a long-serving number one and captain and the club's all-time top scorer. Individually, he finished a brilliant second in the 1978 World Final at Wembley, just one point behind winner Ollie Olsen. At the same season, saw him secure World Pairs glory for England in Chorzov teaming up with Malcolm Simmons to edge out New Zealand in a runoff for the title. Kennett retired after a stint with Wolverhampton in 1993 to 1994, but remained a regular visitor to Speedway tracks and still enjoyed riding bikes. British Speedway sends our condolences and best wishes to Gordon's family and friends at this very sad time. So, on to action from this week, and on Monday it was Sheffield up against the Ipswich Witches in the first leg of the Premiership Knockout Cup final. And the Tigers were restricted to a 48-42 home win by the Witches on Monday evening, and it intriguingly sets things up at the halfway stage for the second leg on Thursday. The Witches, in fact, raced to an early four-point lead at Olerton before the Tigers hit back strongly to extend their advantage to eight points, 
This was clipped back in the final race with a 4-2 from Emil Saifutinov and Jason Doyle at the end of a fierce night of racing, with the return taking place, as I mentioned, at Foxhall this Thursday. We'll hear from a few of those involved in a moment. A couple of the riders, Chris Holder and Emil Saifutinov coming up. Uh, Chris Louis in a sec, and first the thoughts of the Sheffield team manager, Simon Stead, with Ryan Guest. Well, Sheffield True Plan Tigers team manager Simon Stead, it's a six-point lead to take to Foxhall on Thursday. Your uh, thoughts after tonight's first leg? Well, I would have liked more, um, but we haven't got more. So uh, we go we go with a, a six-point lead and uh, all to play for. So, uh, you know, Max is disappointed with, it, with his night, but he, he gets a chance to turn it around and put some points on the board for us. So um, I think if he can turn it around and the rest of the boys can keep doing what they've been doing, um, then uh, we're going to be a handful. The witches came out the, the blocks the quicker as well, but after that first track grade, it was a, a good response shown by the side. Yeah, like, look, I don't know if um, obviously Max doesn't ride here all the time. Uh, he, you know, didn't quite make it start in heat one, and then it's difficult. Uh, so yeah, I think we just got we got caught a little bit early on, but uh, we we did respond to that. It just would have been nice to finish a little bit stronger. Like you say, Max had a, a tough night guesting at number one. I know Toby's frustrated with a, a few of his rides as well, but it, it's good to see the likes of Pico and, and Kyle and, and Chris as well stepping in and chipping up, stepping to the plate. Yeah, that's right. And not not only the guys in the main body of the team. Look, it's, um, it's difficult for Jason having not done a load of laps here. It's difficult for Kyle. He's not also not ridden here for for quite a long time. So. Uh, they've chipped in with vital points as well, and um, and perhaps uh, you know even more to come on Thursday. So we know we know it's going to be tough, but uh, we're we're not throwing in the towel. We're six up, like so. It's uh, it's game on. Well, Chris Lewis, it's uh, a six-point deficit uh, ahead of Thursday night's second leg at Foxhall. I'm going to guess. Well, obviously you'd have liked to have come away with the win. I'm going to guess you, you're pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, given the, the sort of battling circumstances, you know, a couple of our lads obviously went down fairly hard, Keenan and Eric, so, uh, but they picked themselves up and carried on and um, showed real spirit. So, uh, yeah, you know, look, Sheffield are quite strong at home now. I think they're probably at their, their sort of best around here than they have been all year. So I think in the end, with the rain and everything else to come away with six points um, reasonably happy with that and sets it up nicely for the second leg and obviously this fixture as well is something that the witches have had in mind for a long time I know you had to wait for the, the second leg of the semi-final at Peterborough for, for what seemed an eternity but with how the league season was going at the time th- this was always been the focus and had been for quite some time uh, I wouldn't say it was the only focus um, you know we still had one eye on the playoffs we never gave up on it we, we explained to the lads um, at least six weeks ago look win what you've got left and you've got a very reasonable chance. Um, slipped up at Wolverhampton by a couple of points, got the bonus point and turned out to be enough. So, um, yeah, look, you know, we're, we're one leg into the uh, cup final and League Cup double is still on. We're happy. I was going to say, for the, for the witches to, to add some silverware at top flight level again, it, it would mean a lot to, to everyone involved, particularly yourself. Uh, yeah, especially two pieces. Yeah, and like you say, the playoffs. Uh, last Thursday, watching it all unfold, and no doubt glued to BSN or, or the updates as well. Could you could you quite believe what you were seeing unfold at the East of England Arena? Uh, no, I wasn't glued to BSN. I was in the Peterborough side of the pits. Oh, well, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I, you know, I, I, I went there to, to see how they could get on and give them any support I could. Um, my second favourite team now, Peterborough, but... Um, Oh, it, was, it was an entertaining meeting and, um, you know, Peterborough fully deserved a big victory. Um, you know, I feel Leicester sort of um, fell away a little bit. Maybe the pressure, obviously, it was a big meeting for them. So, um, 
yeah, obviously very happy with the result, and it, it kept. You know, I think it was great for the for the Premiership as well. It kept it going right down to the to their last race. So, um, yeah, and uh, gave us a, a chance to. Uh, show what we can do at the end of the season now. It's noticeably given everyone a, a boost as well. You could see that in the in the pits here tonight as well. Um, and like I say, you, you've stuck with your riders th- through thick and thin this season. You've stuck with the boys th- throughout and hopefully they, they, they can repay you in the in the best way possible now. Yeah, they are. You know, we, we've seen it with the, um, you know, run up to the end of the league programme. Um, we've seen it again tonight. Uh, you know, they're very grateful for, for us to stick by them and um, you know, I, I think given the circumstances and given the choices at certain times, it was the right thing to do. And uh, we are where we are now. And, and I think because of that, they're a really good, solid unit that have been together all year, which, you know, we, we aren't necessarily facing. Obviously, Bellevue have, have been a solid unit all year long and still are. So um, unquestionably the team to beat as we go into the playoffs. But, uh, you know, that's our semi-final and you, you've got to beat everybody if you're going to win it. So we might as well deal with them first. Ipswich promoter Chris Louie talking to Ryan Guest and uh, an evening of thrilling racing throughout. Some of the best racing I've seen at Allerton in a very long time. Close battles between Chris Holder and Jason Doyle. Emil Saifudinov also pulling off a stunning move in uh, Heat 15 as well to go right round the boards. And uh, let's hear from uh, some of those involved right now. Uh, Emil, in a moment, first of all, here is Chris Holder. Well, Chris Holder, it's going to be a six-point lead to take to Foxhall on Thursday. That was a, a bit of a, a tougher one against Ipswich tonight. Yeah, it's you know at this end of the time of the season, all the meetings are pretty hard. So obviously to get the win is the most important thing. You know, six points or six points doesn't sound like much, but when you're chasing, you know, when you're behind, it's uh, it's not as easy as it seems. But yeah, what can we say? We tried and um, looking forward to Ipswich. And you know, there's no reason why we can't uh, turn them over down there too. As you'd expect in a cup final as well, some real tough battles out there tonight. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, a bit of rain about, so the track was a little bit greasy and a little bit tricky. So probably caught a couple of the guys out, but, you know, we, we got the win. So the win's a win, and we'll go down there Thursday and give it our best and see how we go. Like you say, it's obviously going to be a first visit for a long, long time to, to Foxhall <laughs> for yourself. But um, from, from the team point of view, they've already gone there and, and shown they can they can run it switch close. So need to go there with that positive uh, belief and mentality. For sure. It's the final, so... We'll be going for it and trying to get the get the job done. Um, yeah, the boys have been there in the past. It's been a little while between times I've been there, but um, yeah, looking forward to it and we'll see what we can do. For yourself, back in British Speedway after a bit of time away, how are you finding it? Yeah, it's good fun, mate. I'm enjoying it. I'm a lot more settled at the moment. Uh, you know, we're actually living in the country and, and things like that. So obviously we was planning to do the start of the year, but it all went south. <laughs> But, um, yeah, happy to fill in here. Shame Jackie's injured and then obviously Wolfie injured, so that probably hurt him a little bit. But, um, yeah, having fun being back, it's good. Yeah, you seem to certainly have settled in around here at Alderton as well, plenty of speed. Yeah, the same here. Like the first, you know, couple of meetings scared the shit out of me, but uh, <laughs> it's getting, you know, not too bad. It's even though I've uh, been here before, it, it takes a little while to just adjust everything again. And, um, yeah, I'm feeling good. The track's in good shape. Um, everybody's been really... Uh, Really good to us, so can't complain. With Jack being in the team as well, we've seen you here on a, a number of race nights as well, so it's not as if the, the, the environment was was a strange place to you? No, for sure, and um, it would be good to race with him here too because I know how fast he goes around here. It would be uh, good to try and tag on the back of him and uh, learn some new tricks around here. And like you say, Thursday Cup final and then the playoffs against Wolverhampton, it's going to be um, a real interesting one, the, the way the Premiership contests have gone against the Wolves. For sure. Um, you know, I've, I've obviously watched a fair bit of the Speedway, obviously Jack being here, and um, 
Wolves is one of them tricky places. It's you can either you know have a really good night or it can really catch the boys out. But um, like it's the playoffs, so there's no 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 time for any mistakes. And it's another track I haven't been to in a while. And um, I'll practice in my garage at home before I get there. <laughs> well, Emil Saifutinov uh, only trailing by six points going back to Foxhall for the second leg on Thursday. I'm guessing the team are, are fairly happy with that. Yes, to be honest, it's good offer you know today. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, about me. You know, we just uh, make some few mistakes you know, with the setups and. Uh, when we changed it with the team, you know, with a uh, few things, and which one, you know, is get me a little bit more speed, and then I can enjoy it, you know, again. So uh, yeah, so it's a really good score today, and uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, we can uh, do first day, you know, it's in home. I was going to say a couple of uncharacteristic first couple of rides for yourself certainly took uh, everyone by surprise, but um, it, it was really important that, that you turned things around in those final three. Yeah, you know, so it's uh, not always, you know, it's just, for me, it was like. Uh, also, you know, it's stressful, and and, and uh, as to be honest, some moment, you know, I don't feel, you know, it's like what can I change, you know, and then it's called to the Susi and uh, to Poland, and uh, and he he watching also, you know, in the meeting, so it's, uh, we just try to uh, make like change and things, uh, and uh, it's that's that's it start the working, you know, it's what what I prefer, so. Uh, yeah, that is, you know, a speedway sometimes, you know, it's strange and uh, you need to accept, you know, and then you need to lose sometimes and uh, to be, you know, it's, uh, understand some, some, some things. Like you say, setup's key on any track, but particularly on a, a relentless fast track like this, it's, it's got to be at, at the go from the off. Yeah, this track, you know, it's, uh, it's given me a good opportunity, you know, to, to make the uh, go in some uh, different line, which one, you know, is in the fence or some, somewhere. So it's a really good track and uh, I'm really enjoying when I come here. But there's bound to be a great atmosphere at Foxhall on Thursday, like you say. You're going to fancy your chances in the cup competition, but also a massive boost to, to just about sneak into the playoffs in the end. Yeah, so you know, it's everything is can happen, you know, and then we try to. Uh, I, I, that's my opinion. You know, it's we deserve, you know, the playoffs, and then we try to fight, you know, to 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 get the final. So, and uh, we'll see, you know, what uh, and track can see us. Emil, many thanks for speaking to Thank us as always. Thank you. Okay, will a six-point lead be enough? Find out on Thursday at Foxhall, and if you can't make it in person, then it will be screened live on BSN as the first major silverware in the Sports Insure Premiership gets handed out this Thursday. Meanwhile, Peterborough kept up their strong run at the end of the season with a 54-36 win over playoff qualifiers Wolverhampton. It was a fourth successive victory in the Sports Insure Premiership for the Panthers, who achieved the result without our Artem Laguta, who pulled out with an ankle injury. Vadim Tarasenko starred again for the hosts with 13 points, and uh, Niels Christian Everson added 11. Reserve Ben Cook with 10 plus 2 bonus was only denied a paid maximum by a chain failure on the last bend of Heat 14. Luke Becker scored 11 for Wolves as the visitors were restricted to just two race wins. We'll hear from some of those involved, and uh, we'll hear from two of the riders that we've mentioned as well Niels Christian Everson and Luke Becker on the way but first the thoughts of the team managers Peter Adams in a sec but first the victorious now Rob Lyon been saying that quite regularly and uh, I'm sure he's pleased with that Rob Lyon speaking with Dave Rowe Rob Lyon you, you march on a, a big win once again that was that was fairly comfortable tonight yeah it's amazing really I mean obviously Wolves a bit of a dead rubber for them and I guess it was for us in some ways but we wanted to win can keep the run going and it's sort of become a, a um, you know a strange situation where we couldn't buy a win for two thirds of the season, and now we're sort of winning it in a canter, um, which is you know you can see that by the team we have now. But uh, 
Yeah, it's great. It's a great end to the season for, for, for the fans and sponsors and everybody involved with the club, really. A couple of incidents towards the end. Obviously, Ben Cook, so unlucky to drop a chain on the last band because he was sensational. And obviously, Jordan as well had a nasty get-off after the race. But is he OK? Yeah, Jordan's OK. I think he had some damage to his helmet, but he's OK physically, so that's, that's the main thing. But, yeah. Ben suffered a fair bit of damage to his bike, which is uh, quite expensive. Um, it's a double whammy because he, he missed out on three points as well, which, as you say, was fine. But I guess that speedway, sometimes it goes that way. Um, but, yeah, solid team performance again. You've got that team now with the riders in the positions. You talked about this at the start of the season, but you've got Bangkok at reserve who's doing what I think you probably expected him to by the end of the season. Yeah. You've got Basso in that mid-lauder doing what he's doing. Everyone's in the right place now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And, like, I've tweaked around with the lineups a few times and you can do with you've got that sort of strength and you can just mess around with that a little bit. You're not exposed it in any, any areas, really. So, um it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to be honest and uh, enjoyable um, <clears throat> and I've lost count of the amount of people who said if we had this team at the start yeah. of the season we'd be in the playoffs but that's the speedway that's the way it is funny enough that's what Pete Adams just said he said you'd, you'd probably be champions if you if you were this team but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, looking forward Thursday obviously last league match against against Kings Lane one again on, on a high they've had their problems of course as well but Robert Lambert will be here and that's a, a good selling point and, and should be a good night once again yeah that's right and obviously it's the last league meeting here so uh, and as you say Robert's a good uh, attraction uh, it'd be nice to see him around here again and um, yeah focus for us is another win and, and get as many on the board as we can you know and, and make it a respectable end to the mm. season Buster said tonight that there were more talks with the landowners today and they've categorically said there's no speedway here next year and I, I guess it's not new news, it was always expected but it still seems so wrong. You've actually got two clubs here who are in a similar situation that aren't going to be running next year and you see again the, the crowds that Wolverhampton have had this season, the crowds you've had in the last few weeks. Some, something is wrong here but I don't know what we can do about it. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? I think, I think it's, you know, the people that are involved in speedway and... and uh, the people that are passionate about the sport obviously feel very frustrated. People that, that, that are not involved in it have no emotional tie to it, um, have a different agenda and want to do different things with, with, with land and whatever else. So um, that's, that's the frustration from our point of view, from everybody's point of view that's involved in the sport. But it's difficult to know what you can do. I mean, apart from look for look for some some you know different land, um, I guess that's probably the best option. But you know, um, when you've got such a racetrack like this, it produces such good racing every week. It's it is it is crying shame to be fair. But you know, it's it's sort of out of our hands. Pete, obviously not a meeting that has any say in the table or the championship race overall. Tough night against an informed team though. Yeah, absolutely. We're in the unusual position here where arguably the best team in the league isn't going to be in the playoffs. But no, they rode very well, Peterborough. And we, you know, the, for us now, it's just a matter of staying as healthy as we can and looking forward now to the matches that are you know, really going to matter. Looked like you had a great deal of issues tonight. Rory Schlein in particular, Dougie in the, in the last race. What were the issues you were going through? Uh, well, Dougie's plus burnt out completely, so that, you know, put an end to his night. <coughs> and um, Rory, I think, has just got too much on his plate, you know, too many meetings, too close together. And, you know, that recovery time in between matches is, um, is key, really. So uh, 
I'm looking uh, to him now to sort of thin out his programme in what remains of the next fortnight, and I'm sure he will. It's a lack of race wins, a bit of a concern. I know it's a specialist track here and they are going well, but clearly when you go into a playoff and you go to Sheffield in a couple of weeks' time, you will need more, more race wins than that. Of course, but um, <clears throat> how many we need depends on what happens yeah. at Monmouth in a fortnight. So uh, you know, one match at a time and we're only focusing on that at the minute. I've asked you before about, about the home form, but it is absolutely key because you've had that many close home matches and, and really you need that one at home to Sheffield to be one where you do all click as you did last time Sheffield were at your place yeah Sheffield have been to Monmouth three times this season and we've scored 50 or more every time so um, we just need to do that again in a fortnight and um, see where we go but I mean now the playoffs are an unusual competition if the worst came to the worst you know and we needed a win at Sheffield I wouldn't discount that yeah just finally um, Zach Cook I know he had a a big crash last week. He's back in action uh, today. Was he okay? Obviously, he's a bit, a bit no, down on unusual. Or what's his yeah, no situation? Issues. No issues at all. Just beaten by riders who are better than him on this track. Well, let's hear from a couple of the top scorers, one from either side, both instantly getting 11 points for their respective sides. Luke Becker in a moment of Wolves, but first for the home side of the Peterborough Panthers, Niels Christian Everson speaking to Dave Rowe. Niels, another, another big win for the Panthers at the end of the season. Another great night for yourself. You're absolutely flying. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, had a couple of heats when, yeah, when it was a bit too much traffic, but... But uh, no, it was good. Uh, again, big win for the team, and uh, yeah, we should be happy. You know, um, team is dialed in now. Uh, everything, everything's good. It's just a shame it come, yeah. comes to an end of the season. I'm gonna say this, this team, the way it's being built now. If this had come together in maybe May or so, then it could have been a, re- a real threat for the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, it's uh, yeah, it is a shame that it's it, it it's been so so long to to get the team put together. But um, yeah, we just need to make it count now, and uh, hopefully we can we can win the. The final meeting here on, on Thursday as well uh, for the season. What, what's changed for you in the last few weeks, Niels? I mean, you've had a, a up and down season so far, but in these last few weeks, you've just really suddenly really kicked in some real form. Yeah, um, it's mainly been just been down to like dialing in the engines and just really. I've been riding okay abroad. Uh, it's just been here when when I've been struggling. Um, so yeah, it's, it's mainly down to getting comfortable with the machinery, and uh, I feel like I'm I'm there now. I ride the same bike here every week, and uh, I know what to do with it when track condition changes, and you know that's uh, that's a big part of it. You know, sure. and obviously uh, I also ridden the last two meetings as number two, which is not as as difficult as it is to mm. ride at number one or number five, but but. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's how it is. You know, I've been riding at one one or five uh, all season, um, and obviously it's 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 not a big deal for me to do that. I've always been there, been there for the past God knows how many years. Um, but it's just when you have these nights when you're not firing on on hundred percent, then obviously you're vulnerable when you go against the best riders. So um, I think that's that's also what we what we have been seeing. Uh, you know, I drop points in these uh, in these more difficult races and. Um, and yeah, that's that's where I don't have a, don't have that problem at number two. Look, obviously a tough night for the team, but a good night for yourself. You hit, you hit double figures and you had plenty of pace out there. Yeah, you know, um, as a team effort, we were kind of on the on the back foot. You know, from the beginning, we were uh, you know not getting out of the starts and uh, didn't have the speed as them. So we all around, you know, it's a uh, it's, it's a shame we couldn't come out on top. But luckily, this is in the must-win meeting and. Um, 
hopefully we just turn around for the playoffs. Strange one, isn't it? Because obviously you're in the playoffs, Peterborough aren't, and yet they've suddenly built a team that probably if they were in the playoffs, they'd be a real threat. Yeah, exactly. If they had that team at the start of the year, they'd probably uh, be likely, you know, contenders to win it. So it's, you know, that, that speedway and uh, I guess I guess you can say it, things can change uh, towards the end of the season, but we'll, uh, we'll, we have a few weeks off now to recoup and uh, hopefully you know, come out on top in playoffs. Yeah, what are the prospects, you think? Obviously, at Sheffield, which it was Sheffield last year as well, but there's lots of incentive, especially with the, the news about the club for, for next year. So are you, you see, as a whole, the team must be all looking to have a, re- a really big one against Sheffield. Yeah, you know, I've been a part of this team for the last four years and we've always uh, we've always wanted to win, but this year means a lot more and um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bit more special. So we're going to do everything we can to, you know, give Pete and CBS and uh, everybody involved, you know, what they deserve and, and uh, come out on top. It's certainly going to be a different year for all of those Wolves riders uh, heading into 2024, but could the Grand Prix be on the agenda for Luke Becker? Kelvin Tatum thinks so. He's got his own podcast called Tatum Talks. Have a listen to that to find out why Kelvin thinks Luke Becker could be Grand Prix bound, potentially. That's what Kelvin thinks. Um, Let's uh, hear a little bit of reaction from Stuart Dixon from last week because it all came apart at the wrong moment for the Leicester Lions. The Peterborough Panthers were up against Leicester, of course, on Thursday night last week. The Panthers raced to a huge 58-32 win over Leicester at the East of England Arena. The Lions needed 34 points in order to get into the playoffs and they fell two points short of that. Leicester had taken a 24-point lead into the meeting and remarkably the aggregate position was level with one heat remaining and with the tension high, Artem Laguta completed a paid maximum for the Panthers whilst his teammate Vadim Tarasenko and incidentally Artem Laguta's nephew uh, overtook Richard Lawson on the third lap to resolve the issue without the need for a superheat. Incredible scenes in the final heat and some reaction now from Stuart Dixon who was speaking on BSN after that final heat 15. That's the way it goes sometimes there we come up against a very, very good Peterborough team tonight. Sometimes you've just got to take your cap off and say well done to the opposition. We're obviously devastated. The pits is it's a difficult place at the moment. Uh, same as supporters, I went over and shoot a few of their hands. They're, they're obviously everybody's upset. Um, it's, uh, it's sometimes worse when you get close and then you don't yeah. get there in the end. Uh, but we we weren't good enough tonight. We should not be losing. Uh, by 26 points or whatever it was we lost with uh, to a very good Peterborough side don't be wrong but the riders I've got at my disposal and I, I can't have a go at my riders they've gave their all tonight they've gave their all all season and we've just come up short which is terribly disappointing but we, we need to dust ourselves down we need to get over it and we need to go again there'll, there'll be big changes over the winter with the team but um, aye unfortunately you know we came here at the wrong time. Mr. Laguta was in town, and uh, maybe if we'd been here in the original fixers and had to get, didn't get moved twice, we might have got that point. You never know. But um, there you go. Stuart Dixon speaking on BSN after the Lions narrowly, by the narrowest of margins, missed out on the playoffs in the Sports Insure Premiership. Well, it's been a bit of a quiet week on the Sports Insure Premiership playoff front, of course, because uh, nothing really was scheduled to happen this week. It's just some fixtures catching up at this moment in time. Um, we've got other news as well around Bellevue, because I don't know if you've heard about this. Charles Wright had a major crash in Poland on Sunday on his debut for Roslav, and he suffered a broken 
broken collarbone and also some rib and back injuries as well. Uh, the Aces commence their playoff campaign next week against Ipswich. Kings Lynn end their campaign on Thursday with that rearranged fixture at Peterborough, although the Stars cannot now move off the bottom of the table. The week ahead in general then features Ipswich and Sheffield contesting the second leg of the Knockout Cup final on Thursday. The Witches six points down from the first leg on Monday night. The Suffolk side then travel to Bellevue on Monday for the first leg of their Sports Insure Premiership playoff semi-final. The league campaign is rounded off by the A47 derby between Peterborough and Kings Lynn this Thursday. And in the next part of No Breaks No Fear, we continue talking about uh, the playoffs, but it's the Cab Direct Championship where we head next. The playoffs in that division get underway on Wednesday and uh, they're going to come thick and fast over the next few weeks as well. It all begins at Wimborne Road as the Pool Pirates face the Scunthorpe Scorpions and it was the Pirates who decided everyone's fate in the playoffs in the Cab Direct Championship as they finished top of the table. We'll hear from promoter Danny Ford next on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. I'm Ian Brannan, and right now we turn our attention to the Cab Direct Championship, where the playoffs are about to get underway. Now, what's happened in the Cab Direct Championship, if you're not familiar with the goings-on there, the top six qualify for the playoffs, and um, it's two groups of three that are going to meet each other home and away. Whoever tops the respective groups will face each other in a grand final and then uh, fight it out for the uh, glory at the end of the season. But of course, the back-to-back winners are the Pool Pirates, and they are joined in the playoffs by the Oxford Cheetahs, the Glasgow Tigers, the Scunthorpe Scorpions, the Edinburgh Monarchs, and the Red Car Bears. But of course, Pool very much the favourites and the team to beat. But they've chosen their own destiny by finishing top of the table, and they've picked their two opponents, who are going to be Edinburgh and Scunthorpe. And joining us now is Danny Ford, promoter of the Pool Pirates. Uh, but Danny, for you. Since the Pirates left the very top league and moved into the you know, the championship level of Speedway, um, really the Pirates have won everything. <laughs> so there's been no stopping them since moving to that division. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's been a pretty good couple of years. Um, obviously, all the major trophies, you know, excluding the individuals, the pairs, etc. But um, yeah, it, it's been um, a very successful time for us, and uh, we're thoroughly enjoying our time in the championship. You had to bide your time a little bit, but you finished on top of the table. That was always the mission. Oxford, of course, have been very strong indeed. Glasgow have been there or thereabouts. And you had to rely on a bit of a favour from Glasgow to help you out in uh, defeating Oxford, who they've certainly been uh, a formidable opponent this season, haven't they? It's made the, it's made the, the regular season fairly interesting, at least. Yeah, I can tell you now that is the first time I've definitely ever been cheering on Glasgow to win a meeting, which um, was a strange thing to be watching. So, uh, yeah, thanks thanks to our, our mates at Glasgow for doing us a favour and um, helping us finish top, which, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll have two two thoughts about. But, um, yeah, uh, obviously we've had a bit of a seesaw battle with, um, with Oxford all season for that top spot. Um, and I think it really was, was you know, a great climax and um, it came right down to that final meeting. So, yeah, um, it, it, you know, it, I think um, it was, uh, yeah, it, it definitely was an interesting battle. And um, yeah, thankfully we came out on top and got that choice of playoff opponents, which I think this year is going to be um, incredibly important. 
Tell us about the choices then, because you um, have alluded to the fact that it was a bit of a group decision, not entirely you, you know you yourself or you and Midlow. That it was all a, a collective decision among the riders. What was the thought process in in picking your opponents in in your group? We always had the intention of picking whoever finished sixth. Um, so whether that be Edinburgh, Birmingham, um, that was always going to be our first choice. And then um, it came down to Scunny or Redcar. Um, you know, uh, we we ummed and ahed about the choice. I think we probably changed half a dozen times. But um, ultimately, we felt in the end that um, over a two-legged tie, which effectively um, all of these meetings are going to be for that aggregate point, um, we felt that... Um, Scun thought we've maybe got the legs on them on aggregate, whereas Redcar, while we traditionally have rode um, very well at theirs, um, it might not need to come down to that. And uh, Redcar can maybe push us a little bit harder at home. So um, we just felt it was maybe the safer option. Um, although now things have, have changed with rider injuries and stuff, which, um, yeah, is, is kind of um, uh, may, maybe would have changed our pick, but um, it is what it is. And, um, you know, we, we obviously um, want to be the best team um, this year, so we've got to beat everyone anyway. So, uh, yeah, Scunny up next. Obviously, there's no easy trips at, at this stage of the season. And, and maybe Edinburgh, while they finish sixth, it's, it is a track that has in the past caught pool out, hasn't it, when you head up to Armadale? It's not necessarily the easiest place to go. No, 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 absolutely no. You can't underestimate anyone at this stage. You know, um, Edinburgh will be looking at this and... Um, obviously heavily the underdogs in, in not just the group but the entire playoffs but they might relish in that opportunity um, obviously they'll be having a guest at number one um, which could strengthen them um, heavily um, having that choice of uh, track specialist um, could really change their fortune so you can't underestimate them um, but uh, we, we've been there I think we've done three trips up to Edinburgh this year um, you know to, for um, to get one result so um What's one more trip, and we're um, we're looking forward to our trip there. At least you know you won't be facing Richard Lawson riding for Edinburgh, so there's, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thankfully he's an art, he's an outside this time round. <laughs> On the subject of the team um, as a whole, the Pool Pirates once again, largely it's it's remained the same, hasn't it? You've been forced into the change with with Adam getting injured, and you got Joe Thompson in there, but otherwise, once again, you've stuck by the guys that, that started the season. Yeah, it's something we're incredibly proud of, really. Um, the past three seasons, I think um, we've only made two changes, with one of those being enforced by injury. So um, I think um, looking back on, on uh, history-wise, you know, p- people often think Paul, Paul were ruthless making changes and, you know, we'd uh, swap, chop and change our team um, massively. But um, since the move to the Championship, we've been much more loyal to the riders and, to be honest, we've kind of been repaid by the riders um you know with with the silverware that we have we haven't had to make changes um they've, they've all really stepped up to the plate and yeah it's an absolute dream and um it's yeah it's something we're proud of to be um uh, having almost exactly the same team that we started the season with um it just goes, goes to show that our team selection at the start of the year was there or thereabouts in deciding your fate, you've also decided the fate of the other half of the draw as well. And, you know, it's a, it's a tricky old group that now, isn't it? Glasgow, Oxford and Redcar. I mean, that is, uh, you know, that is a heavyweight group in itself. Yeah, that group's going to be really tasty. Um, obviously, Redcar losing Charles potentially. I'm not sure entirely sure on the extent of his injuries is a massive blow for them. Um, so 
I, I don't think they can cover for if Charles is out for those fixtures. They can't cover that in their entirety because Charles is quite phenomenal round round the Echo Arena. But um, yeah, the other two, um, we, I've got to be honest, we, we didn't want to be picking either of them because um, they're both incredibly strong teams. We want to save that for a grand final, whoever that may be between between those three teams. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously Glasgow have strengthened um, by bringing in Tarasenko, um, which yeah, is an absolutely sensational signing. I've got to say, you know, I see a lot of people that are saying it shouldn't be allowed and stuff, but it has been allowed and fair play to Glasgow for pulling it off because um, I think a lot of teams, if they were in the same position, they would do exactly the same thing. So it is a loophole, but um, yeah, they've, they've brought in that rider who on a five average when, um, you know, he's, he's probably already averaging 10 for them. So um, yeah, that, that really does change that whole group. I thought Oxford were potentially the favourites, but I think that's going to be a titanic battle between them and uh, Glasgow now, if I'm honest. Yeah, it uh, is. Let them Oxford, yeah. Yeah, it is going to be. And um, Oxford and Glasgow face each other on Wednesday this week, first of all, at uh, at Cowley. And then uh, they're going to meet again later on, um, just before everything's wrapped up. So it could be one of the deciding fixtures as well in, in that group. On the subject of Charles Wright, sounds like he is going to be out for the season. He's had surgery on a broken collarbone uh, and he's also got, I think, four broken ribs as well. So he's uh, that is, as you say, going to be a, a big setback for, uh, for Redcar. Yeah, that, that's a real handblow to them. Obviously, Charles, he's, um, you know, the, the Championship uh, League Riders champion at, at Redcar. He's probably the best rider in the league around that track. So no matter who they get in, I don't think they can entirely cover for him, which is um, a massive blow for them, obviously. So, uh, but wishing Charles all the best. Uh, the season overall, overall then, um, from a British Speedway point of view with the, the championship, obviously a different way of doing the playoffs this year. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But what's your assessment on, on, the, on the year that we've had so far? Because it seems like that's some very competitive racing, close um, encounters throughout. And the aggregate bonus point we've seen in both leagues actually throw up a few extra uh, tasty diversions in the meetings, particularly that one actually in the Premiership last week, where obviously uh, Peterborough in theory had nothing to race for but then in the end through that aggregate bonus point uh, cost Leicester a place in the playoffs yeah I absolutely love it I think it's been a great addition to, to both leagues I know the Premiership ran it last year and it was adopted by the Championship this year um, something I was heavily in favour of um, I think it can keep meetings alive um, we're seeing more and more in Speedway how strong teams can be at home obviously ourselves Oxford, Glasgow, none of us have lost in the league at home this year. So um, to have an aggregate point in the mix there, it can keep these meetings alive. Um, something that we found when Oxford came to us earlier in the season, it went down to a heat 15 for the aggregate point and that just put it all on the line. I'm, I'm really enjoying it um, and I, I hope we continue to do it going forward. You're one of the board directors of BSPL. It's a busy time for you, I'm sure, with lots of um, conversations. I know already on the go, no doubt, heading up to the AGM, of course, where things will be confirmed. Um, we heard on Monday night from Buster Chapman confirming that Peterborough won't be running. I think uh, probably a lot of people would guess that that was uh, probably coming down the uh, pipe, but uh, not uh, good to, to necessarily have that confirmation and, and sad news for them. But now looking ahead to next season and, and some, some big work for the board of directors and all the promoters to look at how the, the league's going to look next year Yeah, we, you know, we've definitely got our work out for us this, this winter um, it's, 
it, yeah, let, let's make no mistakes. It's a tough time. Obviously, losing Wolves was a, a massive shock. You know, Peterborough was kind of on the cards. A lot of people, um, you know, we did kind of see that coming. But when when it came with Wolves, obviously that was a, a massive shock to us. Wolves is just one of those teams that you always assume is going to be there. And um, yeah, that that's been a hammer blow. Um, obviously, we're working on things behind the scenes. I can't give too much information at the minute, but you know, we're doing everything we can, and um, it, it is it is incredibly difficult. Make, I'll make no bones and say that, but um, yeah, it's um, we're, we're doing everything we can, and um, I'm, sh- I'm sure that we'll come to a great solution. And um, yeah, uh, for next season. And on the obviously, people will will look at clubs now, and they, they see that what's happened with Peterborough and Wolves, and, and obviously, naturally, there'll be concerns about their own club, particularly those who ne- don't necessarily uh, um, own their own destiny in, in terms of owning owning the tracks. Pool might be one of those, and and your future is is okay for the time being. I uh, I, I gather is it for looking ahead for the next year or two? Yeah, yeah, we're okay short term, but you know this is ultimately the predicament Speedway finds itself in for, with a lot of tracks. None of us, well, a, a large percentage of us don't own our own, own stadiums. Um, Paul, as Wolves, is 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 a, a, a profitable business and a, a viable business. Um, you know, we get get good crowds, but um, ultimately, if if an owner says uh, they don't want you there anymore, what what choice do you have? Um, you know, we're just we're just tenants, so we we don't have many rights and. Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating um, that you know um, profitable businesses can just be shut down overnight, effectively. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, hopefully um, uh, it opens up new avenues. I know um, CVS is already looking at um, new opportunities, which you know hopefully make things a little bit more viable for the long term, rather than us being at the mercy of these um, these landlords. Yeah, it's um, it, it can't be an easy time, I say, especially when these decisions come out of the blue sometimes, and uh, there's little you can do, and it's for, even more frustrating that it's it's not for speedway reasons as well, and, and when we know that uh, lots of people are turning up to to come to the speedway and uh, and want to watch their racing at the tracks they've always been to, but uh, all the best for for navigating the the sport through that uh, through the course of this winter, because uh, you know I think there's a lot of support. For, for the for these clubs and, and indeed clubs that have already gone by the wayside to potentially come back one day as well as we've seen with Workington you know on the flip side we've had some good crowds there and and, and it shows that there is demand for for the sport in in, in these uh, heartlands of of Speedway yeah absolutely you know it, there, there is a lot of doom and gloom in the sport and you know I'm not I'm not going to say everything's perfect and it certainly isn't um but you know there there is light at the end of the tunnel. Obviously, we've seen Workington, we've seen Oxford come back in recent years, which is really encouraging. So um, there there is there is the way a way to come back in in the sport. And if we can get a few more clubs back, you know there's a lot of places um, where stadiums aren't being used, and they were earmarked for housing, which has never never transpired. Where there are opportunities, um, it's it's not easy, and it's just navigating you know way through legal battles and all of this but um hopefully you know we'll we'll see more clubs return because um that's what we all want and for the pirates then you're up against scunthorpe on wednesday night and then your other playoffs are uh, away next uh, sorry at home next wednesday hosting edinburgh uh, and then you've got uh, edinburgh away on the 29th as well haven't you so um it's a busy time ahead and scunthorpe uh, week on friday as well 22nd so uh busy time ahead for you and um few trips north yeah, that's it. You know, unfortunately, um, everywhere barring Oxford's a, a hell of a trip from Paul, which um, 
it's one of the drawbacks to being down here on the south coast. But um, you know, we've done our fair bit of travelling already this year. What's a few more? And um, silverware's on the line, so everyone will be absolutely gunning for it. And um, hopefully, we won't have the boys moaning too much about another trip to Edinburgh. <laughs> well, I've got Pool this week, uh, followed by Ipswich the day after, followed by Edinburgh the day after that. So uh, it's big the the big triangle of Speedway. Yeah, that, that's that's a tough couple of um, couple of trips. Pool to Ipswich is never a nice one. So uh, and then, and then off to Edinburgh. Yeah, I don't envy you that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Oh, look, thanks a lot, Danny. Appreciate it, and um, we'll we'll see you on Wednesday night. No problem at all. Thanks for speaking to you. Danny Ford of the Pool Pirates, and you can see how Pool get on uh, on BSN because uh, the Pirates versus the Scunthorpe Scorpions is going to be live on Wednesday night and uh, there's a packed programme now of action in the Cab Direct Championship over the next few weeks as those top six sides battle it out to make the grand final and uh, will Pool Pirates make it three in a row? In terms of league titles, or will the silverware be heading somewhere else? We'll find out over the next few weeks or so. And in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we will look ahead to what's coming up over the next week or two in British Speedway and round up everything else that's happening in the Cab Direct Championship and take a glance as well at the National Development League as well, where the Leicester Lions have uh, all but sealed their progression to the grand final of the National League as well. That's all on the way in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Well, just to round up and looking at the um, final league table in the Cab Direct Championship, as we've already mentioned, the Pool Pirates topped the table. Uh, Oxford, Glasgow, Scunthorpe, Redcar and Edinburgh complete the top six in that order. And of course, Edinburgh had to overcome both Plymouth and Birmingham on the final day at Armadale last Friday in a double header that took place at Armadale. And Edinburgh managed to get the job done largely by beating Plymouth in the first fixture but uh, guaranteeing their progression with uh, another win over the Birmingham Brummies. It also meant that uh, the Berwick Bandits managed to climb off the bottom of the table as well right in the final couple of weeks and uh, avoid finishing bottom and that honour went to the Plymouth Gladiators. So we're all complete in the Cab Direct Championship now and looking at the picture as we move in towards this uh, next phase of the Championship Edinburgh kick off their playoff campaign at home to Scunthorpe on Friday in a fixture that will also be live on BSN. They'll be using guests though for the suspended Craig Cook. Redcar safely made it to the playoffs uh, but have to make preparations for life without Charles Wright. Birmingham missed out after losing at Edinburgh as I mentioned on Friday although still two more meetings to come at Perry Bar this season. Plymouth ended the season in with a depleted side uh, and uh, injuries and suspensions and also ravishing their uh, lineup as well and they finished with the wooden spoon after defeat at Berwick so that's the uh, situation in the Cab Direct Championship the week ahead then the uh, playoffs get underway with Poole hosting Scunthorpe on Wednesday in Group A before the Scorpions visit Edinburgh on Friday and then take on the Monarchs at the Eddie Wright Raceway on Sunday in Group B Oxford host Glasgow on Wednesday with the Tigers then taking on Redcar at Ashfield on Tuesday 
Looking at the National Development League then, and uh, Mildenhall Fen Tigers boss Jason Gardner wants to finally, finally get the better of Leicester when the sides meet next month in the NDL Knockout Cup final for the second year in succession. Jason Gardner said it's helpful that we've got a league match at Leicester just a fortnight before the Cup final second leg at Beaumont Park. It'll help our lads know the best setups to use and how to tackle the track. Meanwhile, the Kent boss, Jamie Willis, was delighted with hard-working effort from his side to overcome Edinburgh 48-41 at Iwade. He said a brilliant all-round team performance where everyone contributed to the win. Two league points were vital, and they were delighted to finish their home league season with a win. Meanwhile, Oxford youngster Jody Scott picked up his first career paid maximum for the Oxford Chargers in their emphatic home win over Kent last week. And the Leicester Cubs are nearly there. They enjoyed the perfect weekend with wins at Bellevue and a win over Workington in the National Development League to virtually guarantee their grand final place before reaching the knockout cup final at the expense of the Workington Comets. We can hear now from boss Dave Howard. Well, Leicester Lion Cubs team manager Dave Howard, um, it was a a long night and a a tough night for for the boys, a demanding one, but nevertheless, it's a job done in both meetings in the end. Yeah, it was probably the most... uh... The, the meeting with the most things happening in it and uh, well, since we reopened here in 2011 but uh, we're a great performance by the team and that puts us uh, into the knockout cup final and uh, virtually into the uh, into the playoff final league playoff final as well not not quite 100 percent but but virtually there so uh, just fantastic performance by the guys on what was a you know, obviously a tricky track for everybody to start with and uh, lots of incidents, but uh, luckily nobody's uh, badly injured from uh, what happened. So, uh, so great performance and um, so into the cup final and uh, as I say at the most we need one more point to get to the league final now. Yeah, completes a successful 24 hours because obviously uh, becoming the first side to win at Bellevue on Friday night as well and, and that was a, a terrific performance at the National Speedway Stadium as well. Yeah, because obviously Bellevue have had good wins against everybody, but uh, you know there was some great riding uh, last night. You know, Max Perry was outstanding, and uh, but good riding from from everybody to to get to get the win there. That was so vital because uh, uh, obviously we wanted the aggregate points as a minimum, but to to get the win and get all three points uh, meant meant that uh, Bellevue couldn't get back up to us and. Uh, give us that uh, that great win to uh, push us higher up the table like so the last few seasons Leicester developing the, the knack of developing riders that's what this league's all about you, you've mentioned obviously Max Perry's come on leaps and bounds but looking at this fixture here tonight uh, Max James has continued his improvement and, and Vinnie Ford seems someone who's growing in confidence all the time yeah obviously Matt, Max uh, in his first season is really really coming on and improving his average every month and uh, uh, Vinnie, Vinnie tonight, uh, as, as I say, he rode really well around this track and uh, uh, came from the back sometimes as well and uh, probably had his, his best two meetings of the season. Yeah, and like you say, fixtures, they've been spread out uh, for, for the rest of the season, but certainly going to be a, a busy end to the year now. Yeah, obviously, uh, we've got two more home matches in the league to do before first the 1st of October cut-off. And then um, if we... If, We'll have the, the knockout cup final to, to do against Mildenhall home in a way. And um, 
you know, if, if we get that one more point or other teams drop a point, then, um, you know, we most likely be uh, in the league final against Oxford. So that's uh, Dave Howard of the Leicester Lions there as uh, they see their way through to another grand final as reigning champions can they defend their title their opposition is yet to be decided elsewhere from the national development league edinburgh boss scott wilson felt his side could well have taken more than just the aggregate point from their 41 48 defeat at kent on sunday kent will be the final visitors of the league season to uh, the workington comets this coming weekend meanwhile workington have also announced the lineup for the National Development League Riders' Championship, which is taking place at Northside uh, on the 24th of September next weekend at the time of recording this. And uh, the lineup, uh, obviously it may well change depending on, on, on various situations, but uh, this is the lineup so far. James Pearson, Jack Smith, uh, Danny Phillips, Adam Roynan, Max Clegg, Ben Morley, Nathan Ablett, Dan Thompson, Joe Thompson, Alfie Botel, Lee Complin, Jordan Jenkins, Henry Atkins, Connor Bailey and Sam McGurk but uh, there may be some uh, alterations to that but uh, you can certainly see some big names among that field as well that's uh, next Saturday so looking at the general fixture picture across uh, all of British Speedway here's how we look for this week well the Cab Direct Championship playoffs begin Group A, Poole versus Scunthorpe live also on BSN on Wednesday night and from Group B it's Oxford versus Glasgow Thursday, September the 14th, Silverware is on the line. The Premiership Knockout Cup final second leg. Ipswich versus Sheffield. Sheffield with a six-point lead. It's 42-48 in favour of Sheffield at the halfway stage. Can uh, Ipswich come back from that? Can Sheffield hold on to their lead or indeed extend it? Find out 7.30 the start time. That one also on BSN on Thursday night. Uh, We've also got the final fixture at Peterborough as well in the Sports Insure Premiership. Peterborough versus Kings Lynn. It's a local derby to round off. Uh, Another big era in British Speedway at the East of England Arena. 7.30 the start time for that one. On Friday, Cab Direct Championship playoff, Playoff Group A between the Edinburgh Monarchs and the Scunthorpe Scorpions. 7.30 the start time again on BSN, that one. And then on Saturday in the National Development League, it's Berwick versus Bellevue and Workington versus Kent. Berwick, Bellevue at Shieldfield Park, 7pm. Workington versus Kent at 3pm. On Sunday in the Cab Direct Championship, we've got playoff action at Scunthorpe. It's Scunthorpe versus Edinburgh starting at 5pm. And then on Monday, the playoffs begin in the Sports Insure Premiership. This will be live on Eurosports. It's the first leg, Bellevue Aces versus the Ipswich Witches, 7.30 the start time at the National Speedway Stadium. And then next Tuesday, September 19th, Cab Direct Championship Playoff Group B, Glasgow versus Redcar at 7.30. That's the next week ahead in British Speedway. Keep up to date with all of it online at britishspeedway.co.uk. Uh, and of course on the social media pages as well Twitter, Facebook, Instagram uh, it's all available on there keep up to date with all the announcements and news uh, made official uh, as soon as we have it and we'll be back with another episode of this podcast to review all of that next week here on No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast have a great week No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast Podcast Network.